after show, this after show. Episode 0.6, about last week in the NBA. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, my name's Jared, aka King Convict. Uh, and this is, and this is uh, about last week in the NBA, where we just pretty much discuss what happened what happened last week in the NBA. Uh, I got my boy here, uh, Matt, who's usually always here. Matt, say what up. Hey, what's going on? And now I got uh, pretty much who is going to be consistently here until the end of the finals, hopefully. Uh, I got my resident Warriors fan, uh, Karma in the house. Karma, say what up. Suffering from sadness. Suffering from sadness. All right, he's going to be a little sad for now, but I'm sure <laughs> by the end of this show, he's going to be back to his old self, trust me. Uh-huh. And then I got my, my friend who was uh, on the show the first time last week, and he did really well, so we brought him back again. I got my boy Chaco here in the background. Chaco, say what up to the people. What up? The trial by trial basis. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. You trust me. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So, happened last week in the NBA. We have to discuss uh, what happened last week. And, of course, um, Game 7, Miami versus the Celtics. Uh, me being a Miami fan, uh, I do actually want to talk about it because I'm happy with how it went out, man. Uh, you might not hear that a lot from a bunch of Miami Heat fans. They might just be like mad because we didn't make it. But honestly, uh, the season that we had and the way that it ended, I'm not, I'm not upset at all. I'm not upset at all. Um, let's just get right into it pretty much. Uh, game seven, I was, I was hella nervous going into game seven um i don't know it, I, I i was i was feeling confident the day before and then the day of it just it just didn't it didn't feel right to me just going in i don't know and then i guess miami also felt the same way because they just started out just poor as, as hell just just really poorly uh celtics jumped on him early in the in the first quarter and it was just a 10-point game uh, pretty much the whole time uh, miami fought back here and there but it was really just um to no no avail uh celtics were just better just a better team i mean as, it sucks to say that as a heat fan but i mean it is what it is the celtics were the better team they had uh more scores all around the court miami just was so stagnant it uh i think the also the tally hero injury uh really played its played its uh part really 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 big um he was the sixth man of the year, which you have to like give him his credit. He was like a very consistent player, enough enough consistency where he won a, an award for it. So him not being able to really give it his all, you got to talk about it. So Hero being hurt, uh, that definitely definitely hurt the uh, Celtics. I mean the the Heat. But um, other than that, man, it, it was just an all around just Celtics led, you know, from beginning to end. And uh, yeah, I mean. I don't want to get too too much into the refereeing because uh, I don't want to sound like that kind of guy. We can we can spend all offseason talking about the Max Struess, uh was his foot on the line or was it not on the line? I don't really want to get into that. It's, <laughs> it really honestly annoys me beyond belief that it even happened, but like it happened, so we really can't even like complain about it. But um, that's not really why they lost, honestly. So I can't really even talk about it anyway. So. I mean, I mean, honestly, you, you can say that is the reason why they lost. They would have been up uh, one at the time. Jimmy took the shot, but I don't believe that's how basketball would have worked. Um, so I, I'm not going to say that at all. But um, but yeah, it, it came down to the wire. Jimmy took a shot that we're going to definitely discuss. But um, 
That's my takes, man. That's my takes. Celtics fan, I'm going to swing it over to my man, Matt. Matt, what, what are your takes from uh, Game 7 in Miami? And uh, how, do you, how do you feel, man? How do you feel? Oh, we got camera angles, by the way, guys. Go ahead, Matt. Take it away. We're stepping up production here now, baby. Stepping um, up production. <laughs> um, God, it was a week now almost when we're talking about this. this right, is like, yeah, it's been a little while. Um, Jeez, I'm trying to remember the game, but like, I, I need a fucking run back. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, pretty much what what really happened was, do you think Jimmy should have took that shot? Yes or no? Yeah, shoot your shot, man. Like, yeah, if, I think, especially if he was like the hot hand at the time too, that you take that shot. He was the you, only hand. <laughs> he was the only hand at the time. <laughs> but yeah, no, every other you. hand is cold in comparison. Yeah, I feel you. So, so you think he should have took the shot? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, who else would take the shot? Nah, for real. I mean, he he had the ball. It really, it really was. I really, I really don't mind the shot. Um, he, he, it was, it was honestly, it was a four on two. If you go back and look at it, I can bring it up, uh, and then we'll show it back. Uh, it was a four on two. He really didn't have much options. People say he could have taken it on onto the rim, in I mean uh, against uh, Al Horford, but I don't think that would have been a smart decision. To be completely honest, it is late in the game, so the refs probably aren't gonna give you that. Like they kind of would let you just like probably just flop around like unless you get like murdered in that hit like they're not yeah. gonna like they're not gonna call that you know what i mean so Definitely. i I'm, I'm not mad at the hit at the shot at, at the time at the exact moment he took the shot i was just like no 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 because it's one of those no 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 and if he hits it it's the greatest shot in nba history you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like i can't be mad at it i can't be mad at it but um comrade you got any, any takes from this game were you watching it, man? So I initially listened to it first and then went back and rewatched it. Um, when I heard the the Jimmy Butler shot like go through, I thought it was a terrible shot at first just because I'd only been listening to what they were calling out and what they're saying on the, uh, the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and watched it. And honestly, I think that was the best option for him because he passes it out. And what happened with his other teammates like in the following minutes, like they just kept breaking shots. So that wasn't going to happen. Um, and going to the, the, the rim against Al Horford, that's not the smartest idea. So I think that was his best opportunity because it's not like he can't make that shot. That's a shot that he's you know, done time and time again. He did it two times earlier in the Honestly, game. So yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I'm not it's, mad, man. It's, it's just, just he, a tough shot. Yeah, he he's bounced played, correctly, played you know. the whole game, you know, hit front, front rim. You know, what more can you ask for from your star player? You know what I mean? It is what it is. Chaco, any, 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 any takes from the game? Do you, do you think that was a, a bad shot? What do you, what do you think? I think just from the shot perspective i kind of like it just because in transition he'd already make a few buckets before he's been feeling it for majority of the game he was in motion in stride probably gonna be his best opportunity on that kind of drive and he already had the ball in his hand and he took it with 16 seconds left on the clock they're down two you miss the shot you still can play the foul game at that That's point you're still yep. giving your team time because too many times you'd see okay He'd hold the ball, mm -hmm. they dribble it down, might take a timeout if they still have one. I can't remember that far. But they dribble it down and be like, last second shot, do or die. And it's just like, why not try and take advantage? Like, you hit this shot, you're up one, all the pressure's on the Celtics now, not you anymore. Right. You miss a shot, 
they have to go make their free throws. We saw the game before. Jalen Brown already missed two free throws, so it is possible. That's a good point. And you're playing time then, so. Good point. I mean, there's been so many times being a Laker fan, you see Kobe shoot some shots, you're like, what are you doing? And then he <laughs> makes it, and you're like, okay, never mind, I'm not talking. So you're going to live with it. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, the shot didn't go in. You're going to scrutinize it. It goes in, you're like, Jimmy Butler's the best player here. It's period. That's exactly what it, what it is. It's just one of the best no, 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 yes shots, like, if it would have went in, like, period. I would have, that would have solidified, like, that, that would have, honestly, that, I would have, like, blew up Twitter. That would have blew up just the NBA, like, community in general. Like, that shot, honestly, because if, let's just say he hits the shot and Miami wins, now the Celtics uh, have this team four years can't get to the finals. You know what I mean? Like, that's where that, that's what that shot was really, like, for. Like, that could have changed so much, so many futures of, like, so many NBA players on that one shot. Like, it's... I love it, honestly. I love that shot. Just, just when you think about like the outcome of, of him making it versus missing it, it's it's insane, man. So I thought it was a great game. I'm happy the way it ended. Um, I'm proud of my boys, man. To go game seven against against that team, you know what I'm saying? And you know we were hurt. We had our injuries. They had their injuries. But to go game seven against that, I'm proud of the way that went out. But. I think we should talk about uh, who I'm not really too proud of, man. And that, that dude's name is uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, anybody want to talk about the way he was playing before I, I give my general takes about I, I, the way he was playing? He was there he for the vibes of it. <laughs> he was there for the vibes? <laughs> what, what about you, Carmen? What do you, what, do you, what do you think? He was not playing. I don't know why you're saying the way he was playing. He wasn't. He was standing there getting, you know, dribbled around. They're practicing on him like a traffic cop. Honestly, honestly, useless. honestly, honestly, uh, so weird. Because <laughs> actually, no, it's not weird because this is the playoffs. It's not, not weird the... because he's an old guy. He's he's yeah. he's not young anymore, and it it kind of like was blaringly obvious how like he's probably not suited for this late in the NBA no more, and it sucks to say, but yeah, he's he's old. He's he's kind of big, you know, on, on on the bigger side for an NBA player, especially in the Miami Heat, where they have a literal body index, where if your body fat is too much, you're not playing on the Heat. He clearly gets a little uh, leeway with that, clearly. But you know, he's, I just think he just he just pretty much showed that he's not worth the money that Miami is paying him, and I mean, stretching them underwear and stretching the uh, the rules too. Huh? <laughs> I just don't think he's he's worth the money, man. Chaco, you got anything to say about the way Kyle Lowry was performing? With Kyle Lowry, we got to see what might be his future now. Just he's an older person, a hamstring injury, especially later in your career. I mean, I honestly think that was just truly affecting him because prior so. to going into postseason, I think it was in the Atlanta Hawks series he got the injury. So I mean, he's been dealing with this all playoff long, and he never looked right ever since the injury. He never looked right. He'd have like little spurts or something, yeah. but just never looked what the Heat wanted. And I think the Heat needed it too much because then you would be like, okay, at least we have Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero goes down. You don't have yeah. that second yeah. on ball creator anymore. And that killed the team because yeah, the Celtics were dealing with their injuries. They didn't deal with injuries to their on ball creators. And that's huge right now in the NBA. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a good point, man. I mean, he was clearly hurt. I, I get, I give you that. But that's another thing, just about being old, man. Like you're gonna need to play a hundred and something games 
to get to the NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? So like that's well, it might change. You know, depending on our conversation later in the show. But right now, it's just we need a you need a durability. You know, somebody who's gonna be durable for the whole season. And like right now, I don't think Kyle Lowry's uh, body is is gonna give that to him anymore. Which sucks because he was during the regular season he was um a really good point guard he when, when he was playing because he he did take some personal days this season but when he was uh in the in the in the lineup he was a very very good piece of the of the puzzle but he stunk i'm gonna just say it man he, he had four out of seven games where he just he was just might, might as well not have played honestly caleb caleb martin who i definitely want to talk about um I like a lot. Uh, he he definitely stepped up big time uh, when Kyle Lowry wasn't, and um, I hope you know Miami Miami keeps him because we do have to talk about the next step for Miami. Um, does anybody want to want to mention um, what 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 they what they should do? Tyler Hero wants to be a starter. Do you guys think Tyler Hero has starter potential? What do you, what do you guys say say about that? Anybody? Oh, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> anybody? I don't want to go know. first. Matter. What's up? No, you got it. You got it. All right, I was gonna say since they're getting rid of, since you're on the uh, get rid of Kyle Lowry train, you know, put him in I that mean, spot there as your starting five. To be honest it's with you, not, I'm not on get out. rid of Kyle Lowry train. He just can't play all the games that he was playing. You know what I mean? Right. So, so we can. That's we can, what I'm saying. You swap his spot. You put him on a six man spot. You have Tyler Hero playing more minutes. You know, like him not being in that finals or that that conference finals definitely hurt them. So having him, you know, get more experience throughout the season, giving him. You know, as many minutes as he needs to get ready. Like, he's playing, like, the second, you know, option for scoring. Unless I you mean, want to put, he, like, Oladipo there. He was, he was there. playing starter minutes. That's what everybody is pretty much already yeah, saying. Yeah, of course, of course. But he wasn't yeah, in yeah. the starter spot. Right, right, so. right, right. I don't know. I, I, the, you, so, you're saying you're saying bench Kyle Lowry for a Tyler Hero. That's going to be hard I mean, to get to Kyle Lowry. I'm not, I'm, the thing is, I'm not, I'm not, like, against benching Kyle Lowry. It's just once you pay a guy that much money and it's Kyle Lowry you know championship winning point guard it's gonna be a tough conversation and it's probably a conversation that he's not gonna want to hear he's not gonna want to have and it's gonna probably you know make a rift so I think I think it's time Tyler Hero probably moves on I mean we might be able to get rid of him for somebody else I'm not sure exactly I'm not in the front office for Miami Heat I'm thank god I'm not <laughs> Because honestly, this is a tough situation, man. Because you got an old point guard who you're overpaying right now, uh, young point guards who you should be paying, but you really can't because you have this guy. So it's just like, what do you do? You can't trade Kyle Lowry because he's friends with Jimmy Butler and Bam. So it's like that's gonna piss. That might potentially, you know, make Jimmy upset. But the best move is to probably move Kyle Lowry because you just saw what happens when when he. You know, breaks down. He just, he becomes literally unplayable. He, he's, you know, he has, he's a tough defender. He does all those little tricks to you know get the fouls and everything and keep your team you know maybe in it. But he's just not the performer that you are paying for anymore. So it's just you know, you might have to move Kyle Lowry. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Chaco, do you see anything that, like that happening or what? Anything? I don't see the Heat moving on from Kyle Lowry. I see. Uh, management going to happen for him just to preserve him long term because yeah. it's all about just get to the playoffs the heat will exactly. get to the playoffs exactly and that's what you need but then the heat also have a lot of other questions like 
Oladipo, for example, who was the main replacement for Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. Victor Oladipo, he is a free agent. Yeah, Are you going to be able to sign him again or not? Because he did show potential, and he was working back from a catastrophic injury still, mm -hmm. or still is. So are you going to be able to retain him? If you lose him, you're losing one of those other people who can create for you. So you're going to have Tyler Hero. I think you're going to have to keep Kyle Lowry no matter what. Probably losing Oladipo. Your guard room depth is in, in mm -hmm. question because you're going to have Vincent. I don't know what they're doing with this two-guard position with Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin's also one of the potential guard forward that they have. It's a lot of questions in the guard room yeah, right now, but I don't think you can lose Kyle Lowry just because I also think you're going to lose Victor Oladipo unless he takes a huge pay cut to stay with the Heat. To be honest, uh, the Victor Oladipo, that's a good uh, thing I wanted to touch on. Um, he did play really, really well, and you did see some some you know little spurts in him that you can like probably bet on so i do see some teams you know potentially going for him but i don't know if too many teams are going to bet too much on oladipo so I, we might be able to retain him that's that's my hope honestly that's my hope that people like you know saw what he can do but aren't going to bet too much that's my hope but you never know teams might be desperate seeing victor oladipo they might just be like, let me, let me let me spend too much money on him just to get a name on my team, which could easily happen. But Max Struess, I want to keep Max Struess. He's young. I want to keep Caleb. I want to keep all the young legs. Like, you know, the young legs, even though Tyler Hero was hurt, I do want to keep Tyler Hero. He is like, a, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to say a star in this league, but he is going to be a star in this league one day. That's what I think. So I don't want to get rid of him. But if we can get rid of them to bring in a forward which we desperately need another at least an, another big another long big to play along with bam that's what i think should be the focus because the guards are everywhere in the league like everybody says you can get a two a two man anywhere in the league but a, a big that can move and like stretch the floor you really got to go look for those so i i think miami should try to get another big man to play alongside Bam, and that'll be another like big, big thing for Miami. But we'll see, we'll see. Still got Embiid, you know that Embiid tweet in the back of my head. But you know, you never know what could happen, man. <laughs> Off season is crazy, man. So yeah, that's pretty much it on the Miami Celtics. But I do want to touch on um, the conference MVP awards. So Jason Tatum won the first Larry Bird. Uh, champion or MVP award, and I just wanted to ask uh, anybody who wants to take it first. Do you guys, do you guys like the conference MVP award in general? Like, do you like celebrating the MVP of the Eastern Western Conference Finals? Anybody want to take it away? Uh, I don't Matt? love it, honestly. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> you don't love it? Why? Um, well, just just you know, I, just what? just because I've been growing up around football and stuff like that, like, we don't celebrate like. A singular person all the time it's only the, the super bowl mvp something like that like you had yeah. your best game at the best moment kind of thing right right so, right I, I i see it more as a team sport anyways uh, basketball anyways right you got five people you got on the court at the same time you got everyone else that uh affects them and stuff like that too and i'm just rambling at this point <laughs> <laughs> no nah, but no nah, but just say yeah you're just not not a fan of it you'd rather you'd rather you'd rather you'd rather give the award to the person at the peak of the nba you know what i mean yeah, you gotta do like the best of the best, like MVP, uh, like 
MVP for regular season, I understand that. Mm -hmm. MVP for the play, uh, the finals, not even the playoffs. The finals, I understand. Not for like a singular series or right. like a two or three series in the back. Right. You play twenty games and MVP of that. It's just like, yeah, I get it. I get. It, I, I guess, but. Palmer Chocolate, any, any takes? Uh, I mean, I was gonna, just like Matt was saying. I just I don't think it's a smart decision to have that reward that award in there. It doesn't really like show anything. Like at the end of the day, if it was like a playoff. Like overall playoff performance, I'd be a little bit more accepting of it, but I still think it's dumb to add in an award that doesn't really change what was already being awarded during like the final ceremony with the finals MVP. Because the finals MVP hasn't always just been who was the best in the finals. It's been who's the best for that team throughout. You know, like the, the voters much, were taking yeah. into account how what they were doing in the playoffs at the same time. Um, the, the finals has a huge impact on that award, but I mean, it's like it's the best player in the playoff award yeah. at the same time. You know, yeah. so. I just think having an extra award is kind of just ridiculous. Jocko takes, in takes. I'll take the I'll take the opposite approach to it, just because I think go for it. To counter the NBA NFL argument, NFL is I think even more of a team sport than NBA. NBA, you're currently seeing a drive of players where you can have one individual player truly take over games. Take LeBron and the Cavs run when he lost Kyrie, Kevin Love or even some of the other teams when his first playoff appearance, when you look at the team, it wasn't what it was. So you're starting to, the NBA is more pushing towards recognizing individuals compared to any other sport. Mm -hmm. With football, that example, I don't think they should have, be having these awards just because that's 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense, 11 players on special teams, because even that right, matters right, right. great. There's hey, too the many variables. And I also think with the NBA, NBA is, probably the most progressive sport we have in terms of recognizing greatness. So the wars are named after Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Those two saved yeah. the NBA in the 80s and had one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic dual rivalry. And they're even great That's friends now, but That's they have the greatest rivalry. So they're trying to recognize it. So it's named after the two players on the two most iconic franchises in NBA history of Celtics Lakers. So I do actually really like that. And other sports do some of this. NHL actually recognizes the best player throughout the entire playoff. So there are other sports that I didn't do even it. Know that. Basketball <laughs> takes it to the highest degree, I think, and trying to name, even look at the NBA, uh, what's the all-star game MVP. They're now calling it the Kobe Bryant MVP award. They're trying to make yeah. awards to recognize its history more so moving forward so i kind of like do that. like that approach i do appreciate okay. that let me ask you a question does the does anybody as any question if anybody does the eastern and the western conference like actual trophies have a name like the, the ones that they've been given for years and years to the eastern conference finals do, they, do those actually have a name i don't think they have a name right they're just big trophies, trophies don't know so i'm so i'm, yeah, I'm thinking just for team. i love the fact that they want to you know um remember the names of the of the guys in the past because you know that's that's who pretty much got you guys here i love that so why not just oh, name sure. the western conference like trophy that you win you know the Ma magic johnson in the eastern larry bird like why i, I i'm not a, i'm just saying i'm not a fan of the by, by the way my take is i'm not the biggest fan of the conference finals mvps just because i think okay. it, it just waters down uh you know the other MVPs it just it just it's too, I think it's just too much like it's a little bit to what Richard Jefferson was saying about everybody's so soft everybody needs an award I think it's just we're going a little too far with that but I mean it's it's whatever it's already here I like the fact that they're you know celebrating Larry Bird Maddie Johnson 
trophies itself are kind of like lazy i think they're kind of like small and like didn't even think, think about the actual award themselves but i mean yeah i just think they could have just changed the names of the actual big trophies they give to the whole team the larry bird and the maddie johnson's that would have been fine but you were saying something that i cut you off so i see chaco's point with the the why they do it and recognizing greatness and stuff like that i completely understand now because you got in football like the comparison i was making you got 11 on 11 you got one guy for one position but you got five people on basketball you gotta play both sides of the court you gotta adjust and yeah, you gotta play it all i play like 40 minutes of this game out of the 48 minutes that he's played right i understand his point completely more well, more than what i was thinking maybe i just had like a richard jefferson's take kind of a being soft, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that's just, uh, I, I just wanted to hear what you guys want to say about that. I wasn't a big fan, but you know, they're here to stay apparently. And now we'll be able, now we'll be talking about how many conference finals MVPs so-and-so has compared to other so-and-so. There's just more things to argue about at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? How many, how many conference MVPs does LeBron have? He has zero. Steph Curry has one. What does that mean? You know what Jordan did it. Jordan has zero, so. Or Fry has none. Steph has one. Steph Goat? Goat conversation? Literally? Since we're talking about Steph, that's a great transition. Karma. Let's put Karma on Fun Street. Karma. Oh, no. Karma's on camera. How you doing, Karma? Karma, man. Let's talk about it, I was doing pretty good for three quarters, you know? Game one. Let me start. Let me just set up. Let me set up my boy Karma. I'm going to throw him on Fun Street. Game one uh thursday oh let me just say by the, by the way today is saturday uh so it's been cu a couple of days since the game and the next game is tomorrow so um game one thursday happened steph curry versus the celtics and uh i thought it was actually just a great game man i was i, I watched the whole thing beginning to end of course and it was just like it was it was it was great it was a great game uh it wasn't really too much to complain about uh i, I don't remember complaining too much about refereeing so I think that's a good sign. You know what I mean? Like yep. it was just, it was just good basketball. But um, I don't, I don't know what to say. Karma, take it away, man. How do you feel about uh, the Golden State Warriors and their 0-1 performance so far? Take it away, man. I think that was the first game that we've had so far in the playoffs where I didn't feel like the refs were trying to make it about them. You know, like that's... I didn't feel like they were ever a problem in that game. The calls were good. They were letting them play. Everyone was getting even calls. The free throw shooting was just consistent throughout for everybody. Uh, I just think the Warriors collapsed in the fourth quarter. I don't know what happened there. I, well, besides, you know, everybody not named Steph, not scoring. But I mean, Wiggins played pretty good throughout that entire game, which is great to see from him. Yeah, Wiggins was um, out there. Wiggins was out there. Yeah, he was doing stuff. Their defense was solid for a long time. You know, like in the third quarter, they, were, they had almost a 20-point lead at one point. They were pushing away. And then all of a sudden, it just, you know, collapsed. I, yeah. Hey man, but it happens, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to even say like, you know, they got cocky, but you know, I think it's just the, the defense and this is different from the Dallas Mavericks where everybody's bigger and can play basketball this time. <laughs> it's not as streaky as it is with the Dallas Mavericks, you know what I mean? You got Jalen Brown, you got Al Horford, but I will say a lot of things now. I, I want to give my, my, my main takes on uh, just general from the from the game itself, I don't think the Warriors should be worried. Um, that's just my that's my my main take. Uh, Derek White 
played out of his mind, honestly. Derek White. Mini Tatum. Derek, I don't like, dude. <laughs> I know Matt's gonna want to talk about it, but I just want to give my taste before Matt goes crazy. Derek White. Oh, um, I don't see him, of course, doing what he did. I think he had 23 points, and like he was just hitting shots in everybody's face. It was kind of, it was kind of insane. Uh, Al Horford hit six threes, I believe. Six for eight. Six for eight. Like, you know, is he gonna do that consistently? You gotta ask those questions. Now, Jason Tatum, three of 17. He will not go three of 17 again. I don't know what is wrong with Jason Tatum. His, I don't. I don't want to say he's injured because it's been it's been four days since the shoulder stuff since the last game. So I don't even say it's that. You can say nerves. You know, what I'm saying I'll let you get that off. I'll let, I'll see what I I can't wait to hear what Matt wants to say about that. But Jason Tatum will play better next game. Um, yeah, I just don't think the Warriors should, should be worried. Uh, I think Poole will play better. Only thing I think the Warriors should be worried about is is Clay Thompson, but I'll I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Matt, do you want to give your Celtics takes on how you feel uh, that they that they played? Uh, Celtics in five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, no. So it's fine that Tatum didn't like go off and stuff like that, and like he didn't have this 40, 30 point game, whatever the hell. Right. We still prove that we don't need the Eastern Conference final MVP to win some games. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing to back to fall back on. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, you got Mini Tatum, which is Derek White, right? Just had a kid playing out of his mind. Like, Literally. Chaco just sent me a fucking thing that said Derek White before having a baby who's only averaging 6.7 points per game, only shooting about 23%. And after he had a kid, he's averaging 13 points and 42%, which is double doesn't make sense what he's doing before doesn't make sense and i have his mind the craziest thing is he had the kid in the miami series so like he came back five or six he came back a whole different person dog i'm telling you that uh, that was not that was not the same Derek white which is leaves me in my notes i really put is that actually Derek white out there on that fucking court it's not the same Derek white man like i don't know who that guy is but if he keeps playing like this man and then like jason tatum like gets going like they have they have like a solid like offense but <laughs> but Chaco, yeah. man what do, what do you what do you what do you want to say anything about this game man so general takes i mean the warriors even though they were even down at half it felt like they were in control for as that's it yeah i forgot said, to mention three that. quarters yeah of the game it's even when they were down at half it just felt like they were in control for three quarters of the game mm-hmm. there's like some interesting stats from this game that i thought were kind of crazy so the three-point defense specifically, because this is huge for that the Celtics just dominated their three-point shooting. 56% of the threes by the Celtics were wide open. That was mainly by design though, because even if you go back to the Mavericks series, the Warriors left three-point shooters yeah. open to sell out on individual players to a degree, but they relied on their closeout game. The closeout game of the Warriors was absolutely horrible, just terrible on that game. And most of that was, though, by design to close out on Al Horford, to close out on Derek White. Okay, they beat you. What are you going to do now about it? You have to close out harder. Another crazy stat that I thought about this was most of the stats, if you just look at it, was pretty even. Rebounding was absolutely identical. The offensive-defensive was a little different, but not too much. Turnovers, Warriors had two more turnovers than the Celtics. Celtics scored plus 11 on turnovers. They're converting those turnovers into points. That's huge. 
So when you're watching the Celtics, it just felt like they were always fighting. Even when they were down mm-hmm. 14, they were always fighting. They didn't let anything get to them. The Warriors, it didn't feel like they were always fighting. They were just letting their talent be dictating it, but they weren't actually putting a hustle behind it. Draymond Green was not who I thought he would be. I thought he was trolling that game. That man I said was... afterwards, he'll go apologize to the fans, said, God. my bad, I trolled that game. Let me play Green 2 now. That was ridiculous what I was seeing from him. That was not Draymond, I thought. And he went to go with so Draymond. Draymond asked for the Celtics. Hey, Draymond asked for the Celtics, basically. You he said, did. we're going to play the Celtics. Yeah. And you got him. And guess what? No. Nah, so. yeah, Draymond. Draymond played terrible uh, on his podcast. He already mentioned if Stephen Curry plays like that, he's got to play better, and he says he will play better. He actually specifically said he will not have a game like that again. And honestly, I think I—I I, I mean, I don't mind that he's potting during the finals because people people honestly say like he's always giving away game plan, always telling them what they're gonna do. Like, no, he's really not. He's just saying like. Of course, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, if, if we're going to lose, they're going to be the people who's going to beat us. That's all he was pretty much saying. So, like, that's not game giving away game plan. That's just obvious stuff. But I think I think the whole giving the other team fuel is what he's also doing, man. Because, like, I don't know. You don't think that Derek White is listening to Draymond Green saying that he's not going to have another game like that? Like, that's motive. You're literally giving Derek White fuel. And I just don't, I think that's the dumb part that what Draymond is doing. Like, it's okay to talk about it, but just, just like, you gotta really be careful, man. Cause like Derek White, he played amazing. And like, that is the type of player I don't want to get hot again. Cause it's just like, why is this guy doing this? And it's, uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to have to deal with another almost 30 point game from a Derek White. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, um, coming anything to say about your boy Draymond? I would say almost 30 point game it was 21 points, I know, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, he just, he's just talking his talk, you know, he's just getting on there and talking about his feelings about the game. Mm-hmm. I'd hope that he doesn't have another 12 point or 12 shot game. I don't want him taking 12 shots, just taking four shots. at the most. Like, and the thing his... is those shots were like at the end of the shot clock, you know, last second three point shot. So it's just like, that's not good either. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. Man, just get the ball to somebody else. Like it's this isn't 2015. He's not scoring as much as he used to. He's facilitating great, and that's fine. But yeah. like, I just don't understand why he had 12 shots when like Pool didn't even get that many. Pool didn't play great either. Pool struggled a lot. He's you know his first finals. I'm not gonna dog on him for this one game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird game. I'm saying. Like, first finals, I'm not dogging him either. Because like Tatum didn't play well this game. That Derek White and Al Horford decided that they wanted to have their fluke games early, you know, like <laughs> a lot of players on the Warriors play, especially were struggling that whole game. So it's just, I don't think this happens again, but I don't discredit the Celtics for, you know, putting together and making sure they win the one game that their star is not playing at the, the peak level of where he can be at. I love how you say fluke game, because I didn't want to say a lot of people are saying, you know, Celtics win in a fluke. And I don't think the Celtics one in a fluke the way that they won was fluke that's a, that's a different way of saying it like the celtics win yeah. is a fluke but the way no, that I, they like, won they definitely was win. fluke it's just that the players who helped them win it was kind of like an odd game like i saw like they them winning was a fluke like they could absolutely take yeah. the game which they did it's just that people who stepped up the most were people you wouldn't expect to be doing that consistently you know exactly exactly but i do want to mention can, um but- the defense that was that Stephen Curry was being shown in the first half, I thought was just, I don't know what was happening. Um, he was literally just dribbling up the shot 
I mean, dribbling up the court to an open three-pointer. Like, I, I, I don't know if that was, like, on purpose for the Celtics to just, like, let Curry cook and, like, we'll just defend everybody else. But, like, I don't know. It worked. I mean, they won the game. But it was just, and they were up at halftime, which is just so bizarre to say because that game did not feel like they were winning at halftime. Because Stephen Curry yeah, was just, just open shots, and it was just, I just was confused. They had drop coverage over some some screens on purpose just letting curry shoot if, if that's the game plan like it worked but i don't know if that's that should be the game plan i, just, I don't know if y'all want to say something about that but just steph curry was just open shots he's gonna hit those like i, I was just like do they know that stephen curry I, it was really weird and you can't expect one man to get a hundred some odd points just like that too it's yeah, you got five not, people on the court like, like if like, stephen curry's open, open I mean, he can get hundred points Nah, I, mean, I mean, he's shooting like what, like fifty percent that game? Yeah, it was, it was, it was because he was open most of the time. It was, I don't know, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. But um, I do want to have a small Clay Thompson conversation that it may need to be had. Um, he he didn't play too bad. I feel like if Clay Thompson's open, that's that's the most dangerous Clay Thompson you're gonna get. If he's already just set shot open, Clay Thompson, that's it. But if a defender is on him, I I don't think he has that dribble past ability that he used to have um especially against the defense like the celtics i think um he's gonna be he's gonna struggle this series that's that's my take i think he's gonna have a, a tough series um See, unless like, he's open go ahead karma he's been playing like this throughout the playoffs like this isn't like a surprise game for me it's just it shows a lot more when everybody else struggles at the same time you know like yeah because pool wasn't hitting all of his shots because looney couldn't get uh like to the paint as much as do like he was rebounding there's no problem there but he wasn't able to score uh like his 10 plus points at least uh draymond was struggling a lot that game so i think because the warriors as a whole were struggling it really reflected a lot because clay's been putting up those 15 20 point games throughout the entire playoffs you'll have those insane game five game six performances but yeah. this is how he's been throughout most of their run it's just it's on full display now that steph had a game like he did and everyone else didn't you that's know? true that's besides good wiggins wiggins just that's good unbelievably take. consistent yeah hey I'm, I'm not happy i'm not mad at wiggins man i think he wants that finals mvp it's like nah, <laughs> that would be crazy man a wiggins finals mvp i would go crazy but i think i think if warriors do win i think curry's gonna lock that up the way he was playing yeah. i feel like uh that's more than a lock i don't know man iguodala's back he could get it again Iguodala, <laughs> i know iguodala was iguodala. back <laughs> i want iguodala <laughs> were you guys surprised to see him out there or was like there's just like y'all okay i thought i was a little surprised to see him out there i don't know I was surprised to see him out there for 12 minutes, man. I thought they were going to put him in for like a little bit. Like they didn't even put Peyton in for that long yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see Peyton there. play. Yeah, I think, I think he's just still no, he warming didn't. up. He'll probably play some yeah. tomorrow, hopefully. I do want to see him play. He deserves it. I mean, I'm glad he gets all his getting minutes. He played great in those 12 minutes. It was just a shock that they gave him so much time when he like yeah. literally just came back. Hey, yeah. real fast on the Clay Thompson take. What's up? That's just not his game style at all. If you go look up like the crazy clay stats, like when he lights up, he did the craziest points in a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of the right? top three point. You go look up those stats, they'll be like, here's the craziest stat. He had less than like 10 dribbles in yeah, the majority of those games. You're right, you're right. He had a game, I think it was against the Knicks, took four dribbles, did 40 points. Mm. That's just not his style at all. He is off ball to a t what you wanted in a pure just you're going to go shoot the ball 
So it's just never been his style. That's why they love Draymond so much. And even Andrew Wiggins fits. They've always had a small forward and then Draymond as well as their power forward that can put it on the ground. So you had Harrison Barnes. He was a little better at slashing. He wasn't a great three-point shooter at that time when he was with the Warriors. You had Kevin Durant then, one of the greatest scorers of all time who can do any of it. Draymond, he puts the ball on the ground all the time is trying to facilitate. Yeah. So that's why it just fits so well for Clay. Just when the whole team is not working, it, it, nah, it's going to show Clay a lot. That's a great point. But um, only only thing I want to counter is that is that Celtics defense is gonna it's gonna be there when Clay catches that ball. So yep. it's like you know he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do do a little something something, um, or maybe you know Steve Kerr can can chef it up and get some more open shots for him because um, he's gonna need it. He's definitely gonna need it. But um, yeah, I think that's that's it. That's all we gotta do. Next game is tomorrow. I think it's at eight o'clock. We don't have to wait till nine o'clock. Jesus Christ! Thank God. I was talking to somebody about that. I don't understand why these games are so late, especially it's in Golden State too. Like I don't understand why. I don't want to have to sit and wait till six o'clock. I don't know why you guys have to sit and wait till oh, nine o'clock for you. Yeah, like it's nine ridiculous. Nine start. Do you want to hear only why, game though? on for the week? Oh, go. You know, you you got the reason why. What's oh, it's hundred percent. It's because your two biggest markets in the U.S. who you're catering to are LA, New York. They're three hours apart. Mm -hmm. You have to wait till LA specifically. So if you're in LA, you have to take a usual eight to five job. It can take yeah, you yeah, two hours work. to commute yeah. home. So you're gonna have to start the game at seven. So they're gonna take that information from New York, LA, and they're gonna find the best viewership total time Nine on these TV deals. Yeah, just because with New York, what's the saying for New York, the Big Apple? City never sleeps. Yeah, fuck sleep. them. There you go. I, I got why. work in the morning. I got to sleep. <laughs> not New York, though. That's the problem. Man, I'm going to write Adam Silver a strongly worded letter, man. Oh, there, my name's Tommy. I'm bigger Mark. than New York. Speaking of Adam Silver, man, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me go ahead and pause the music. Adam Silver is in talks about... Actually, I was surprised to see him even talk about it, um, shortening the season. Um, it's going to happen, I feel like. I don't know what you guys feel about that, but I feel like it should happen. And uh, let's just go ahead and watch this video real quick. I'm just going to play... Uh, and let's play here where Adam Silver... Let's just play the whole video. I think it should be not that long. I'll cut it when Richard Jefferson stops talking. So pretty much, Richard Jefferson is making his response to the NBA potentially shortening the season. And here we go. They're moving towards is maybe just 15, top 15 guys in the NBA. Yes. We'll see if those changes are made. I do want to get to, though, another interesting part of Commissioner Silver's press conference where he was asked about shortening the season, the possibility of that. Take a listen to what he had to say. I'm not against potentially changing the format of the season, even, me, even possibly shortening it a bit, if we can demonstrate that that's going to have a direct impact on injuries and for example last season we, we played 10 fewer games and essentially had no impact we want to make sure we have a system where our best players are incentivized to be on the floor at the same time we obviously don't want to see them injured and so what we're hoping is we can all work collectively the 30 teams together in a non-competitive way together with our players association and figure out what is optimal on these players' bodies so that they're incentivized to play but aren't overdoing it to the extent where they end up playing too much and, and pushing through injuries that, that ends up hurting their careers. So 
yes and no. I just want to point out one thing before we get your. I know your champ. Okay, so I'm just get uh, this. Just get right into Richard Jefferson's take because this guy gets all heated. He can't even sit down. He's so so passionate. Have a different effect. What do you think of this, Rich? I think this is absurd. I think this is. Let me. Let me. Let me I just got trash here. This. This is. This is. This is my issue right here. Right, is that. You have game readies. You have Norma Techs. There was years ago where players used to not travel. They would not travel uh, commercial. We have eliminated back-to-backs. We now have a, a week-long all-star break instead of instead of like three and a half days. Yep. And I remember guys used to have to catch flights, play the last game on Thursday, play in the game on Sunday, and then you would have a game on, on Tuesday, Wednesday. They have done every single thing. Every team now has sleep staffs. They have extra training staff. When I came into the league, you had two doubled as an equipment manager. Now you have massage therapists to travel with teams. Now, guys, are, you want to shorten the season? Like, how much more do we have to make this coddling and all of this stuff go with the players? It makes absolutely no sense. Professional sports is not good on your body. It's supposed to separate the people that can do it from the people that can't do it. And while we do want our best product on the floor, part of greatness is longevity. That's what Michael Jordan, that's what that's what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's what LeBron James, all of these guys, we talk about their greatness over a long period of time. And to keep eliminating this and dialing back to the point where it's like there's nothing else for the players to do. I think it is a joke. I think they should never do this. Now, if you were talking about the in-season tournament, I think that's 100% maybe if you wanted to just have a little bit more space. But this right here is the epitome of coddling players to make sure that everything is okay on top of the fact that players are taking rest days on top of the fact that they're taking rest days right now so how are you going to give them rest days and then say well we're going to shorten it to 60 games we're going to shorten it to 70 games at the end of the day they're still going to take time off tell them about the money the money oh they make it all that money i don't think anyone else is going to be yet these are the teams these are the owners need to get on these it's not just the players don't say the players it's literally i've seen guys have a thumb injury and not be able to play it back to back because they didn't want their conditioning to be off Right? Like, if you have a thumb injury, you should be in conditioning. And I'm going to stop because I'm getting too excited here. But the fact that we want to talk about shortening the season now with all of this stuff. You tore your ACL. I missed time before this. And it ain't just because of that. If guys aren't conditioning 24 hours a day to make sure that their bodies are taken care of, that's on them and that's on the team. But shortening the season, you're going to mess with records. You're going to mess with numbers. You're going to mess with so much of our basketball because this group or the way that's handled right now can't handle it. I'm off that. yeah. Okay, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so you guys, you guys heard that, right? You guys were listening. Any chance? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm gonna give my takes on uh, what I think about what he says. Um, I'm gonna just straight up say I think Richard Jefferson is out of touch. He's just out of touch. I think I I don't agree with anything he just said. I don't know about what any of my co-hosts say because I didn't really ask him there for their answers yet, but. I didn't. I don't agree with anything he just said. Um, for many, for many reasons, um, it's just he said a bunch of stuff. So I don't even know where to start. I guess I'll start with my main reason is the people, the players back then in the '80s and '90s. I'm sure would have loved all of these amenities that NBA players are getting today where they have massage therapists who fly with them, where they're not doing back-to-backs, where they're getting these, you know, days off in all-star breaks. I'm sure those players would have loved 
to get those breaks, but they didn't because they were forced to play to keep playing the game. Because that's just what the the culture was back then. Is no time off. You're gonna play these back to back. You're gonna fly here. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. And like they just didn't really care about the players' bodies. So I think I think today's we definitely care more about our bodies in general because just science you know advances over the years so like we, we just know more about a person's body so like the massage therapist flying with the team now that player can feel better for those road games those so they can potentially play better i'm sure those teams in the 80s and 90s if they knew that information if they cared enough to even study that information they would have done those things they just they just didn't do that stuff that's just, it was the times back then, you know, people smoked cigarettes on the airplanes, you know what I'm saying? People didn't care about each other's bodies that we do nowadays. So it's just, I think Richard Jefferson is completely out of touch with his take. Um, I think what needs to be done is they need to shorten the season. They need to do anything they can to where the players don't want to take games off. 82 games is too many games. I've been saying that for as long as I honestly can't remember. I, I, 82 games is just way too many games. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. The players are gonna take games off because one, they they can. They're not, they're not, it's not slavery, like at the end of the day, guys. Like, it's a job and they can take off <laughs> if they choose to. And two, it's just, they want to also play their best game when it matters the most. They, you don't see players taking days off in the playoffs like you, you just it just does not happen you see players moving doctors to the side like let me play in the playoffs you know Joel Embiid just had a broken face a, a torn thumb and a concussion but he's playing the game of basketball like they, they, nobody's in the game is soft and that like I, that's just a terrible take and I just I just don't agree with anything he said um anybody else want to take it away anybody um I'm a little bit passionate about this too because I, 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 I see what you're saying too because I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Sorry. I don't agree with Rich Jefferson at all. Okay. He kind of he has bad points against himself, honestly. He says about the longevity of it, but he's like, you got to do this, this, this. You got to work 16 hour days, some bullshit like that. Like he's just like all about this, like you got to push your body because you're a professional and we're paying you money. Like, no. Yeah. You want to talk about longevity? <laughs> we got to talk about all the sports science you can get, the sleep doctors and stuff like that. Exactly. We want to see Steph Curry balling out at 55 years old, dropping 35 points. Exactly. That's what you get from longevity with the sports science shit. Period. I like that. Thank you. Anybody else? Matt? <laughs> I mean, uh, Karma? Chaco? Takes? I mean, same thing as Matt's saying. Like, it's, I don't know what he's smoking and where I can find <laughs> that. Because, like... This is honestly insane. I don't understand how any NBA player would be opposed to having a shortened season when they're still getting paid huge amounts of money and get time to rest and come back and extend their careers for longer. Like, I don't think Al Horford plays as great as he does and stays as, you know, in the NBA oh as long God. as he does without exactly. having consistent longevity and consistent, like, breaks in between his play, having that awesome team that they have down there in Boston for, like, making sure that he's healthy at the time. Like, it's just, I don't understand why people are against having more career length for players. Like, I'd love to see people stay longer because they're not getting injured from playing 80s games in a season. Yes. Like, 82 games in a season. Like, at, at, one, at some point, it becomes redundant, you know? Like, 
why are they still playing games? Like, it's pretty clear who's going to be winning. Exactly. Yeah, it gets what, to that like, point in the season like, where it's just like, okay, we know who's one, we know who's seven, we know, like, so let's just get to it. Like, Chaco, what, 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 what do you take, man? I'll do the opposite of this because I actually think, I don't think you should shorten the season. And I think they're already taking the steps to evaluate player safety. A lot of sports are doing this take. Mm -hmm. The only one that really isn't is baseball. That's just a whole nother case, but teams are already doing it individually minus season length. But with this, it's going to go into conversations of, okay, if we're going to shorten the season, are you okay making less money now? Your terms of deals are highly predicated on these TV deals that we're making, and we're selling TV networks 82 game seasons where we can do Lakers half of the season they're going to be marquee games even if they're not a great team you're going to be selling off of that that's going to start hitting into their paycheck already what they can do right now is take the Kawhi Leonard approach where it's like okay I don't need to focus on my regular season awards just because that's not what's going to matter to me I want to be ready for the playoffs so start managing that players can start taking more rest days in between the NBA did get on them at that though they're like if you have a marquee matchup and what Popovich used to just say is it's a rest day. It doesn't even matter. Right, you didn't have to do right. an injury destination. They're like, you can't do that. Okay. Tim Duncan has a back injury. I don't yeah. even tell you more than that. It's like, cool, whatever. So yeah. player, you're going to have to start finding that middle ground. I think players are going to be resting more in game in season. And this is also why they expanded the rosters to the 15 players. They now allow for these two way yeah. contracts where you can keep pulling players up and down. They allow for more 10 day contracts as well. That way you can keep getting in and that way you can rest your main players when your seating is starting to happen. In terms of the 82 games where, yeah, you generally generally know that, I don't think that's always the case because look at last year, no one predicted the Hawks being the fifth seed, making it always the Easter Conference Finals. But because they had that length of season, they turned it around in the second half and were able to do that. That's true. That's something that they were able to do. So you're going to start seeing these teams being able to gain momentum still for the second half. And it's all about your second half, really. A lot of times when you see these sports, very true in football, the games you're playing at the very end of the season, it carries over directly into the playoffs most of the time because it's a lot of momentum based. That's why you see some of these teams make crazy runs. So by having a length of season, you're able to fully figure out your team to a degree. Some of these teams, they already know each other, so they don't have to do this to the length. But for Lakers, let's take them for an example. They needed a full season to try and figure each other out, and they still couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But they needed that time to do the adjustment period. So I'm actually against it, saying I think you should keep it length. You're going to have legacy comments where it's like, okay, you do 66 right, games, right, like right. the NBA shortened season, the lockout season 2011. Heat won it. That's already like in question. They're like, oh, was that a full season? Are we going to knock them against that? No, I'm not going to knock it against them. There's some huge bargaining agreement. But then you could take, okay, 66 games, their legacy can start coming into question when you're one of the greatest doing this. Longevity does play a role now. Nah, that's good points. That's good points. I do agree with some of the things you were saying about the money wise. Uh, again, uh, the legacy talk is going to be the most annoying part about the conversation, but the same time where they how i don't think they were always playing 82 games so i think or were they i'm not even sure about that so that's a history unless i'm gonna have to go back and check but um but yeah the legacy talk that's gonna be tough to have but maybe they can you know stretch the 82 game season out longer so we're not ending in june we can end you know farther into the summer 
so we're we're having more time in between the 82 games that could be you know a, 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 a compromise so we're not shortening the season but we're just lengthening the season longer so you know more rest time in between because i don't know why he said no back-to-backs they're definitely were still playing back-to-backs uh last season i don't know what what information that was or maybe they meant to say something else but they were definitely playing like i remember uh one time in the season miami had back-to-back a day off and then a back-to-back it was like it was four games in five nights so i don't know what they meant by no back-to-backs but maybe that's a new compromise but yep which have any anything else i want to say about that about that comment about the talk richard jefferson i think that'll be your best case scenario is even more so eliminating your back-to-backs i know they've already been switching to that they extended the all-star break which is true that they yeah, did that's, a that's week great. now yeah it just so have i think you're gonna to have to go a little farther for the end of the season but that's the whole thing with the players just like do the players actually want to go longer season potential because then they're like that's my off season where i'm with the family finally i don't have to focus on 16 hour days to, now you're gonna to have to come to some kind of compromise you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah they're gonna to have to give a little to get what yeah. they're wanting as well um in terms of the 82 games it's been around for quite a long time i think yeah. it started around 80 in the 60s is what it started at and then they just added two extra games later on so it's been 82 games for oh, okay quite some time okay so yeah i was i was thinking like did they ever up it to 82 and then like the people before them didn't get a chance to like score more you know that how that would go but yeah okay i don't know i think it's a compromise somewhere i'm just glad i'm not adam silver and i have to do that that's not my job it's not my job i just, I just sit here and talk about it <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's an hour. That's a show, man. That's a show. Clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah.